It's time now for the Rural News with Kim Moody in Ōtautahi. Kia ora Kim, and demand in China for New Zealand beef is still high. Kia ora Mani. Yeah, that's despite part of the country still being in lockdown as it tries to stamp out COVID-19. A new report by Rabobank says China's zero-COVID policy has strongly slowed the country's GDP growth and disrupted demand for imported meat. But Rabobank analyst Genevieve Stephen says demand for beef is bucking that trend. Beef is mostly consumed through retail channels opposed to through food service. So through lockdowns, food service channels have been shut down um, and consumers have only been able to purchase beef through the retail channel. So beef has been somewhat insulated from the lockdowns. There's also a shortage of beef globally. Supplies remain really tight. Uh, and of course, we've got a really favourable um, Zealand and US dollar change rate at the moment, which is helping to keep export returns for New Zealand really high. But she says the pitch is less rosy for sheep meat exports as COVID lockdowns mean fewer people are eating out, which is where most sheep meat is consumed. So sheep meat is mostly consumed through food service. So Chinese people would go out and have sheep meat typically in a hot pot served in a restaurant. So with the lockdowns, people weren't able to go out and and eat out. Um, And we've seen, as a result, a huge drop-off in our exports to China. So just to put that in context, uh, sheep meat exports to China for the first half of this year has been 30% below our 2021 export volumes and we've seen that the export values have dropped off also. Genevieve Stevens says China's reoccurring lockdowns are expected to continue for the rest of the year and that could drive down demand for sheep meat even further. The thing that's of concern here is that as China moves into its winter month, which is when sheep meat is typically uh, mostly consumed, what could happen is you have more COVID outbreaks and therefore more lockdowns, and this could be a sort of a second blow for sheep meat demand. On the beef side of things, though, um, we are anticipating that demand for beef is going to remain elevated. Again, there is a really tight global supply of beef. But what we are seeing is that people are starting to potentially trade down from beef to other proteins like pork and poultry as they start to feel the pinch of the economy. However, Genevieve Stevens says sheep meat and beef are commanding record high prices, which should translate to good margins for farmers. The South Island appears to be beating the North in attempts to control sheep measles. The parasitic disease is only detected during meat inspection at processing plants and can prove costly as the meat is then condemned. Sally Murphy reports. A recent survey by Ovis Management found the Southland region had one of the country's lowest occurrences of sheep measles in carcasses at 0.1%, despite sending the highest number of animals for processing. The Gisborne district has topped the country with the highest number of carcasses infected at 0.8%. Ovis project manager Michelle Simpson says it's not clear why Southland is in the top spot, but it could be because farms there are more isolated and less likely to have wild dogs roaming around. She says the disease can be stopped in its tracks by treating farm dogs monthly for tapeworm. Time now for the latest from the sale yards around the country. I spoke to our regular guest, AgriHQ Senior Analyst, Suze Bremner, a little earlier. Kia ora, Suze. What's been happening this week? Well, while it's been another wet and cold week, the spring cattle markets are showing some real promise, and we've actually had lots of highlights. Quality traditional R1 steers at Stortford Lodge have already exceeded last year's peak levels, 
And a Wellsford demand from Waikato meant lighter R1 Hereford Friesian shares pushed past $5 a kilo. At Taranaki, a small monthly fare had local buyers scrambling to secure lines and all classes lifted, with R2 traditional steers and dairy beef heifers up about 60 cents a kilo, and R2 and R1 dairy beef steers were up 30 cents a kilo. And what's been happening at the prime cattle markets? Well, those prime cattle markets have also been tracking along really well. At Colgate yesterday, there was a bidding war on two lines of Angus Hereford heifers, and they set a new record for those yards at $3.66 to $3.69 a kilo. While at Frankton on Wednesday, 600 kilo plus beef cross steers sold for $3.54 a kilo, which was the highest recorded North Island prime price so far this year. But in contrast, an increase in bobby calves at processes has made it even harder to get ewes and lambs in. Schedules, of course, are moving in the right direction, but there is frustration around getting the space for the sheep, and that's putting a bit of a dampener on prices for ewes and lambs at auction. Okay, and a much smaller fielding Martin Hoggett Fair this year. Yeah, well, this is usually a big event on the calendar, but for several reasons, it led to the smallest ever yarding of around 6,500. The very trying weather conditions have meant very limited opportunities to shear, and that, along with a lack of sunshine, has slowed the lamb growth. Coupled with limited demand due to those um, space issues, a good portion of the annual buyers opted to just hold off for a couple more weeks. The smaller yarding was easier for the buyers to absorb where a larger yarding would have struggled, and the top males made $229 to $243, and the youth pockets were $200 to $215. That's Suze Bremner from AgriHQ. And to the UK, where another heatwave is causing more headaches for farmers. This summer, the UK and EU have recorded record temperatures, resulting in wildfires and severe droughts. Scientists say the extreme weather is getting worse because of climate change, and they expect it will happen more often. And that's the rural news for this week. Koirate porongo o te tai whenua.